Plevi, plevi bezrašna gordetsie, servniecht mari, revolu, tsi nadeshta, skuksuk vir, rifsek ludi. Oh my god. And welcome to Shift F1, a podcast about speedy race cars. I was. I'm Drew Scanlon. I'm 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 Danny. I I thought you and it was like you and Rob changed the podcast so that you do the entire podcast in the language of the local race. That was like that was like five times longer than any one of those you've ever done. Yes, yes, it is. Well, I I wanted to welcome you back uh, in magnificent fashion, Danny O'Dwyer. Thank you. Uh, what, what was it you said? That means fly, fly fearlessly. The pride of the northern seas, the hope of revolution, the essence of the belief of all people. Is this like the the Russian Navy, like uh, close? It is the theme to the Hunt for Red October. <laughs> And I know it so well because uh, I listened to that song uh, a lot. And actually, <laughs> it must have been like a really lazy weekend because one weekend in high school, this is maybe giving you an insight into what high school Drew is like. <laughs> I sat down and like uh, phonetically transcribed the lyrics of that. Oh my god! So I, I don't know any Russian. That's all just... <laughs> you just have that in your head. It's just in my head. That's a beautiful thing. That's like, are you sure you're not uh, like a Russian sleeper agent or something? <laughs> no, I'm not sure. Every time the race comes around, that just that just pops back into your head. <laughs> I'm activated. It would make sense. Uh, welcome what, back. You did get to North Korea. I was always wondering how you got in. So now it all starts to make sense. Uh, thanks. True. Thank you. I'm so bummed that I'm back because now I don't get to listen. Because <laughs> I've been, I really enjoyed listening. And Rob is fantastic. Rob um, is fantastic. We should keep and that actually, guy around. Yeah, we were thinking of making this a three-man podcast, which I think would be really, really fun. Uh, Rob, unfortunately, couldn't join us uh, this week, um, but in the future, yeah, we were planning on doing a three-man. Yeah, Menage F1, we're going to call it. We're going to re- re- rename it all over again. Second name change. Here hey, man. Go. Hey, man. I can do dad jokes now. I'm, legally, <laughs> I'm <true>. allowed. <laughs> How's that going? It's great. I have a baby girl. Uh, she's uh, two months and two days, I think, now uh, old and... Uh, She's great. She's doing wonderful. Mom is doing great. Uh, she's she's a she's a big beautiful girl. She's in the one hundredth percentile for height and head size. So at wow. least she's consistent with her massiveness. Um, and she has a full <laughs> head of hair like all the Odwyer babies. So uh, she's she's super rad. Awesome. Yeah, it's great. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, turns out watching F one races really easy because they just sleep all day. <laughs> so I, all I've done is like it's it's almost impossible to plan anything. So doing a podcast impossible because something would happen and I'd have to help mom or help her or whatever. But the amount of hours of nothing to do I have had, especially during the first four weeks, like geez, I was like dying for stuff. I've watched every sport under the sun. I played like 150 <laughs> hours of Bloodborne. It was a uh, it was something else, but uh, it was great. I so I actually got to watch all the races and then listen to the podcast um, uh, uh, before and slash after when it when when it worked out, um, and it was pretty good. And I'm super bummed that the race that I get to talk about is Singapore. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's just get it out of the way then, sure. shall we? Yeah. Uh, did you watch qualifying? I did not. I watched the highlights okay. on the F1. Uh, yeah, I mean, not a lot noteworthy happened. It, it was kind of a toss-up for the top six, uh, which was fun to watch. Like, any any one of them, it seemed, could have had it. Right. Uh, and for Stappen, actually would have had it, but Hamilton absolutely crushed 
everyone. Yeah, he was like six uh, tenths faster when he came through or something, I remember. He was like miles ahead of everyone. Yeah, he was. But actually, Verstappen managed to get <laughs> to get within three tenths of him. Right. Uh, which then meant he was, Verstappen was three tenths ahead of Fettel, who came in third. Um, but Toto Wolf, who never gets on the radio, uh, did for this one and said, Lewis, this is Toto. This was the most epic lap I, lap I have ever seen around here. <laughs> I like it. I like Lewis when he's got a, a, a like a fire under his arse. And he definitely does. I was really good uh, interviewing him a couple of days ago where he was talking about how he, he has this like need to win every race. Like he really feels the pressure this year. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me a bit of the Rosberg year, right? Where like he just, he wasn't getting the points. He was, he was getting chipped away at, chipped away at. And then come end of the season... He's in second place. I think he feels that this year, wanting to sort of solidify his lead as much as he can. Yeah. Um, so to, I guess, uh, round out the rest of the grid here, we've got, uh, yeah, Lewis Hamilton on top, followed by Verstappen, Vettel. Uh, Botas is in fourth, and mm. then Raikkonen and Ricardo. Uh, behind them is Perez, Grosjean, Ocon, and Hulkenberg, rounding out the top 10. Just outside is uh, Alonso, Signs, Leclerc, Ericsson, Gasly in 15th. Then we got Magnussen, Hartley, Van Dorn, Sorotkin, and Stroll starting mm. 20th. Um, You want to take us through the start here? Sure. Um, I mean, the two sort of things that, I, that everyone's always worried about those first couple of corners, the, 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 the third one, two, and probably three, right? That whole little arena section at the bottom of the... Of the start finish straight, it's always like, oh, someone's going to rush off, someone's going to break late. There was that crazy crash. Was it last year? The one where Verstappen got tagged. He was on the radio when he got hit. He was like, oh, I just yeah, got hit. Like, I got hit. Oh, I got hit again. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think I forget who he, he was. It was a it was yeah. Kimmy hit. I think they got uh, sandwiched. He between, squeezed. Yeah, yes. Verstappen got squeezed between Kimmy and Vettel, and that kicked Raikkonen further into Vettel, and like crashed all of them out and then fernando alonso was in there somewhere yeah it was fantastic yeah. anyway the, yeah. this time they actually all got through there um except for it was perez that tapped Ocon, right Ocon tried to go around the outside of perez and yes he got basically shunted like a little, little bit of a wheel slap um up and into the uh, the outer wall which finished his race completely ruined his front right suspension but Ocon's, yeah yeah Perez said on the radio I believe he said like he didn't see him which yeah I mean, he said yeah I could imagine that yeah after, after the race he said it was a very unfortunate incident one of those that is very hard to avoid <laughs> I don't know uh, as I'm picking up the power I just get a clip from one car I did not even realize it was Esteban and then I get the message from the team uh, and I was very sorry for that. Ocon said, I'm not going, this is right after the race, right. right after the incident, actually, I think during the race, I'm not going to comment or analyze what happened. I got a great start and had a good opportunity with good grip to go around Checo, which if you don't know, that's Perez. Uh, and the next thing I felt was a hit and I was in the wall. Is it, there's that There's that old, I don't know, it was an old saying, or I remember somebody saying something along the lines of, uh, when you're overtaking around a corner, it's it's as, mu- it's as important to overtake around that corner as it is the corner that's coming up. And the problem that he had was he was overtaking around the outside. Like, I'm sure he definitely had space off the inside there, but he was going nowhere. The, the, the track tightens up there on the right. So it's, unless the other car is going to give him acres of space leading up to that wide right that comes up, he was always going to be sort of, driving into a closing part of the track if you get me um mm-hmm. so it was it was a weird place to attempt an overtake anyway especially yeah, in traffic 
I, yes, uh, it, like it's it's tough. Like I, you know, I don't have the the, <laughs> the instinct of a, of a driver, but right. when you watch the onboard, it's like, man, there's a lot of space there. I could see totally. why he went for that. Um, and that's but, the problem, right? It's like it's like, of course yeah. you go for it because it's sitting there. Yeah, uh, maybe it's there for a reason. <laughs> I don't know. It's, maybe it is. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a shame though because man, if he did it on the first couple of turns, there's acres of runoff and he can continue his race. But wrong wrong place, I guess, to to crash yeah. out. That wall comes up quick. Yeah. Um. So he was um, he was done and dusted. Uh, I think they got a safety reg- car. Regardless, but- yeah, a safety car did come out. But regardless of that, uh, and whose fault it was, um, team orders have been reinstated for Force India. Oh, really? Uh, after this, yeah. The team principal, Omar uh, Safnauer, is from racefans.net, described the race as, quote, extremely disappointing. It is unaccept- unacceptable for teammates to hit each other, and it has cost us dearly. They didn't leave each other enough room, and the contact put Esteban into the wall. We will reinstate the rules of engagement we operated last year after similar incidents, which means they cannot race each other. Right. So you have lost your privileges, children. Yeah, I mean... Perez, is, if he had, thought he was going to get a slap on the wrist for, for that one or got away with it, he was going to have another reason later in the race um, to, to feel the yeah. brunt of the, the team. Um, uh, the safety car came, but not quite quick, quick enough for Max Verstappen, eh? Yeah, so Vettel actually got by him um, into turn seven after beating him on the straight. This is still all on lap one. Yeah, he did it like uh, almost... He just, he, sorry, go ahead. Well, yeah, he just got a, a, a better uh, exit from the prior turn, I think. Yeah. It was almost like inevitable. It felt like just the, the straight line speed of that Ferrari. He was gobbling him up as they were coming up to that turn. And then by the end of the straight, he was just, he was well past him. Yeah, There's I the- mean, Red Bull, I guess, is uh, traditionally, or at least for the past few years, historically not great at the straights. But right. on this race in particular, they put in, I think they put in a new spec of their engine from monza and singapore and they've been having problems with it and so there was some weird software stuff going on for this race for for verstappen at least um so who knows uh if that may have played into it right uh but then yeah Um, safety car and i was what happened it was a vettel came in a couple of yeah so verstappen yeah yeah so vettel's in second at this point not much happens on the restart uh you know the it happens about um, you know, three or four laps later after mm. that first lap crash. But Vettel on lap 15 pits from second place, intending to undercut Hamilton, who was in first. Right. Right. So Vettel's trying to pit first, uh, get a blistering um, outlap on those new tires. And hopefully when Hamilton comes in for his tires, uh, Vettel has then made up time on him mm. enough to pass him when Hamilton exits the, uh, the pits. Um, so Vettel comes in, goes on to ultra soft tires from his hyper softs. Uh, does a good stop, 2.7 second pit stop. I guess it's fine. And rejoins in seventh. Yeah, but it's, just two, it's just two points. It's another three seconds to change four tires. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Vettel's also racing for Stappen. Yes. Who's in third and right behind him. Um, and the lap 15, not a lot of you know separation has happened quite yet. Right. Um, and Verstappen pits three laps later, goes on to the soft tire, does a 2.5 second stop uh, and after a close shave at the pit exit comes out ahead <sighs> of Vettel. It's beautiful. It's something like 
you know like those twitter accounts that are like just there's non-aesthetic things but then it's just like aesthetic like it just looks good <laughs> seeing those two cars come out and just like sweat like like two swans dancing in a lake around those that corner <laughs> i think i'm trying to think of another pit exit i think maybe uh abu dhabi might be close as well with like watching them coming out of the tunnel and the other one coming out it's at top speed maybe okay, canada yeah. just the way it rejoins but the the exit there is so good and just seeing him come out i don't think i've ever seen that happen at that exit and it's like almost purpose made for it um and verstappen loved it because he he, oh, was, yeah. he was on the radio just what did he go like woohoo or something yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> and they got given out to yeah um con- so yeah ferrari's strategy i guess was a double failure because not yeah. only did they not get ahead of hamilton they lost out to verstappen yeah it's almost like they didn't see that coming or something yeah hmm um lap 27 good scrap between gasly uh and leclerc mm. for ninth place gasly struggling on his uh, hypersoft tires um but leclerc started on the ultra soft so his were in better shape i guess but he leclerc does get by with a nice uh switcheroo into ninth place i right. always love that it's like you you go for the outside uh of a turn and can't do it that way but because you're on the outside you can then cut across the corner yeah and pass them on the inside it's it's a really cool move i love it especially like these street circuits too where the the sort of the margin for error is just so slight yeah everything's really narrow and stuff hmm. um let's see lap 34 Perez gets stuck behind Sorotkin after oh. a pit stop on lap 15 and tries to get around him for like 20 laps. I know. he Doesn't he complain to Charlie Whiting at one stage? Yeah. He's like, he says something like, uh, oh, here we go. Um, Charlie's not doing anything about him, huh? He really wants me to crash? You're racing like, for position. Yeah. It's not a, he's not a back marker. You can't flag him. Bizarre. I've never, I couldn't believe that. Yeah. I mean, people are complaining about the, the like the roughing the passer stuff in NFL, like people are getting <laughs> getting soft. Jesus Christ, you're racing for. I mean, it wasn't even for like it was for like thirteenth like place or uh, something. Thirteenth place. Yeah. yeah. So, but he couldn't get past him. Was, I mean, it's his fault you can't get past him, or it's Sorokin's ability to to stop you getting past him. And then what happened yeah. next is like I haven't seen what happened next happen since Vettel in uh, in Baku with Hamilton. He just rammed him off the road. Yeah, so uh, I think Perez just gets frustrated and goes for it on the outside of a turn. Um, uh, and then as they go onto a straight, he he manages to pull ahead of Sorotkin and then suddenly just like swerves into him. It's bizarre. Like he's only a couple of feet, like their noses are only, he's only a couple of feet ahead of Sorotkin and just like turns and crashes into him. It looks so weird. Like, I... I was the idea to try and cut off the corner so he couldn't on you know get he turned so early it's like he's like halfway down the straight when he does it and like it's just it's completely bananas it's not even a wheel to wheel tap like he ends up like getting his assembly both of their cars the barge boards get i think it was perez looked like he got worse for wear out of the two of them right away yeah so uh Sorokin continues on but perez sustains a lot of damage um and is handed a drive-through penalty right hulkenberg gets past him right away so does uh, i think most of the people behind him grosjean and yeah he kind of plummets um, but after the race, Perez said, as I was going through on him, uh, Sorotkin, I tried to close the door, but I think 
he was too close there. Oh, I have to Christ. see the incident, but I probably closed the door earlier than I should have uh, to double check. But I think it was fair the penalty that he received. I like so. you can say that maybe that could be the case. Sergio Perez has we've we've seen this pattern with him of him losing the rag a little bit and and being doing harsh things like it's happened. So he gets testy on the radio on the radio as well sometimes and. And that it just seemed meant like I don't like these drivers drive in terms of inches like they're yeah. that particular. So for if you watch the like there's one particular angle that's from like pretty far back looking in straight where it's just like what like you were never turning for the corner. Like, yeah, you, you, you need a wide angle on that corner kind of anyway to get around it. It's a pretty it's the bridge. So like it's not like you can just swan up on the inside and then turn the F1 car 90 degrees on a dime like he'd never want to be that close. So I, I don't know. I, I wonder what he was actually doing. I wonder, did he just ram him? Like, was he just like, uh, give him a bit of a shunt? Kind of looked like it. <laughs> like. <laughs> maybe, in a car maybe, made of but like it wasn't carbon even fiber. close. Yeah, like it wasn't like his his back wheel just clipped off a little bit of his front wing. Right. No, he had like just passed him, and he mm. just takes him out. It's like side by side. Um, it's like what you do in like a like a multiplayer F one game, or like <laughs> right, just like ramming when damage is not unrealistic. You know, he just like tamp rammed into them. Yeah, uh, Sorokin said after the race that, um, I mean, he, he was able to continue, but uh, he says, uh, after that, obviously, I had no pace. It was kind of undrivable, undrivable mm. to be able to be uh, fighting properly. Right. Um, so, let's see. Speaking of calling for blue flags, lap 38. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hamilton was ahead of Verstappen by about three and a half seconds before yeah. this. Um, but as Hamilton is working his way through back markers, that shrinks to about a second and a half. It's crazy. He's on his gearbox uh, by the time they get past. Yeah. So Hamilton reaches Grosjean, who is at that point battling Sorotkin for 14th place <laughs> and loses even more time to Verstappen as those guys duke it out in front of him. Yeah. Uh, Grosjean eventually ends up ahead of Sorotkin and works a little more to defend his position um, which makes it even harder for Hamilton to pass him as a backmarker. Uh, and by this time, Verstappen is is right on his tailpipe. So It was, it was uh, crazy. It could have gone way worse. Hamilton's lucky that by the time he got past Grosjean, Grosjean was enough of a problem for Verstappen on the last corner that Hamilton ended up gaining probably about two seconds of that back. But it, yeah. co- it could have been. Like, you had a situation where Hamilton's slowing down for the car in front, where Verstappen could have like darted on the inside and overtaken both of them, like it was, it looked like it was going to happen. It it ended up evening out, but it was crazy. And I mean, like, I was kind of like wondering what people would think about that. Apparently, like that's just that's that's fine. That's racing, which I like. Like that's you know they were I mean, fighting for position. It's fourteenth, but it's still something. You know? That that's my um. That's kind of where I come down on this. Mm. But uh, the stewards did not agree. Oh, they did. okay, really? Grosjean earned a five second time penalty during the race. Oh, he did. Um, and uh, earned two points on his license. Oh, he did. Oh, points. wow. Okay. So he is now, according to RaceFans.net, up to a total of nine penalty points. Drivers are automatically given one race bans if they reach 12 penalty points in a 12-month period. Mm. Um, and the most severe incidents have been punished with up to three penalty points. So he got he got two for this. Uh, and after the race, he said, I'm sorry if I blocked anyone. It was not my intention. I believe I did my best. I was fighting with Sergey, who was doing a little bit of go-kart racing out there. Uh, I couldn't really <laughs> slow down. Uh, Pierre, 
was on my gearbox and Sergey was on my front wing. I passed him, and then as soon as I passed him, I let Lewis by. Um, right. Which, like, I totally, you know, again, <laughs> not a racing driver, but I was like, yeah, you, you run your own race, totally fine. Mm. Uh, but Charlie Whiting said uh, after the race, this is also from racefans.net, uh, Roman just completely forgot the golden rule of blue flags. And that's if you're in a battle, you've got to forget your own battle and move over. Right. I drilled that into them many times. I think he completely <laughs> forgot about it. He was so intent on his battle with Sorokin that he just didn't dot, dot, dot. The light panels were flashing with his race number on them. Lewis was much faster. It was probably one of the worst cases of ignoring blue flags <laughs> that I've seen for a long time. Oh, he's not having a great year. That's no, funny because I, I, I guess I was listening to Martin Brundle on the, the F1 TV stuff and he was like, yeah, this is great. So I didn't, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought it was great too. Yes, I mean, even Total Wolf like had a diplomatic <laughs> quote. He said, um, uh, the first moment you're angry that you've lost the gap, but you need to accept that these guys are fighting for position trying to have their own best race. You have to respect that. I think the drivers need to discuss it among themselves that if the leaders come and it's close, maybe they should have the more global perspective of what's happening behind them. <laughs> and I think in a racing car, sometimes you don't know what's happening. You just see the leader coming and are fighting for your own position. You have to respect everyone's struggle to perform. There you go. So did he say that after uh, the race was over? <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's easier to he say. He pounded then. a few tables. Oh, it, it, it was a, a brief moment of, of entertainment in an otherwise rather uneventful latter half of the race like apart from the yeah. perez incident and that it was a bit of a bit of a yeah bit of a pro- procession the the only thing i have uh after that is lap 47 um sorotkin uh <laughs> forces hartley off the track with one of the most egregious moves i've ever seen <laughs> sorotkin himself almost drove into the wall right. making it happen yeah uh and so he not only received a five second time penalty for that but also two license points. Oh, he did. Um, so he is now at a total of six. Yeah, Hartley, uh, I think, did really like well to not end up getting his wing clipped there, like into the wall. Yeah. He said something like he tried to drive him off the track or something, right? I remember. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, what yeah. a day. So, Sergey Sorokin in the wars. Yeah, no kidding. Um, a lot of people had... Uh, <laughs> a lot of people have bad... I mean, Perez had a pretty bad day. Yeah. Sorokin had a bad day. Uh, the one who didn't have a bad day, though, Lewis Hamilton on top, followed by Max Verstappen, Sebastian Vettel, Valtteri Bottas, Kimi Raikkonen, and Daniel Ricciardo. If that sounds familiar, it's the way the top six started. Uh, <laughs> behind them, Fernando Alonso yeah. up in 11th place gets 7th place. Points uh, in his last, uh, his last race there, probably. Yeah, probably. Um, in eighth place is uh, Sainz, followed by Leclerc and Hulkenberg, rounding out the top ten. Behind then, we've got uh, Ericsson, Van Dorn, Gasly, Stroll, Grosjean, Perez, Hartley, Magnussen, and Sorotkin, with Ocon going out of the race with an accident. Uh, <laughs> um, the So a lot of teams do, like, a debrief on their, like, uh, you know their their own websites like here's williams's debrief from the, the right. singapore grand prix ferrari uh did one of these as well and their the headline on their website was boredom the winner in singapore oh my god <laughs> wow they later changed it to positions unchanged but i thought that was uh, i thought that was pretty good wow that's yeah 
That's something else. I, I feel um, like it's always an interest. I mean, I, st- I still think we're on 100% for safety cars at this race, at the very least. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, it, was, it seemed like a particularly uh, uninteresting. It was just there was nothing at the front, except for that Vettel Verstappen bit. There was, there was hardly any battling at the front. It felt like it was just kind of this whatever was going on in the mid pack. There was a couple of incidents, and that was kind of it. Um, yeah. Yeah, a bit of a shame. It, 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 I mean, it's 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 weird, right? Because I feel with 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 Ricardo sort of in his transitional period a bit, and 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 Kimi wasn't really fighting hard in the first place, and now he's you know obviously losing the seat too. Like, it feels a little bit like some of the the edges off the top, you know. Like Verstappen's kind of getting a little bit away from them. Bottas isn't exactly fighting for the the championship. It's just kind of Vettel and Hamilton and. There's a couple of other other like some of the interesting battles aren't happening at the top. They're they're kind of happening lower down. Yeah. Um, yeah. One other side note I noticed uh, for this race was that the um, for whatever reason I noticed it the most on this race the cameras tended to focus uh, a lot this time on female crew members. I, yes, I don't I, remember seeing this many uh, in in past races, which I thought was cool. It yes. didn't feel gross to me the way that it usually does when it's very clearly a direction to the cameras to like find the hot girl in the crowd. Totally, like I, it, I, I, it wasn't it just, that. that is so transparent to me. But this one felt more like, hey, look, women work here too. Let's not ignore that. Yeah, it was it was cool, and what I thought it it stood out to me as well because. Uh, it happened a couple of times and I was like are they showing the same person but like that's weird but then I was looking at the jumpsuits and stuff and I was like oh no no these are like different people working at, at, in different garages um, yeah that yeah, was pretty were, cool there were two of them on Force India so yeah right. you're right um, but yeah that was pretty cool that was uh, yeah I wonder I won- it's just for I, two of us being video production sort of nerds I wonder whether that is like part of a, a strategy because they you would have strategy for crowds for instance you have like oh get this this and this for the people getting the like general views of the crowds or whatever um yeah that'd be pretty cool if it was just like a you know inclusivity sort of like yo let's like highlight this aspect of our sports that probably people don't realize yeah because like I, I gotta imagine that you know um you know a, a young girl watching formula one would be super jazzed to see like oh if it's, there's women in the pit crew like i could do this Right, like I mean, that's, women, that's awesome. engineers, women team leaders. You know what I mean? Women, yeah. te- women test drivers. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so it's uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, let's move on to the news, Danny. Uh, you already alluded to some some driver switching Ooh. going on. Oh, uh, yeah, the lemon dance it has started. The, <laughs> what is that? That's a I term. It's in a, a documentary called "Waiting for Superman." It's what they call when you're swapping bad teachers between schools. It's like one school gives another school their lemons and another one gives their lemons. So bad teachers never leave the system. They just get swapped to different schools called the lemon dance. So I shouldn't say that because these aren't lemons, although some of them might be. Um, Well, first up, we've got uh, a new driver in for Sauber, which Mm. means Ericsson is unfortunately out, but he will stay on as a third driver. Yes, he will. um, Slash brand ambassador, whatever that means. He's going to commit um, acts of brandalism all over the F1 circuit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that new driver in for Sauber is one Antonio Giovinazzi. I was so happy for you when I saw who was coming back. It's going to be a long 2019. Right? Has he only raced that one race? Because he did come two. in two races. Race two. Okay. He filled in for Veriline for the first two races in 2017 while, uh, while Veriline was 
recovering, recovering. From injuries sustained yeah. during the race of champions. Yes, and he did um, all right. I remember in that first race, he came like 12th Yeah, he something. made up races, or yeah. he made up places. Uh, he's also done practice sessions. He's part of the Ferrari Reserve Driver Program mm. um, uh, and has done practice sessions with Sauber, Ferrari, and Haas. Yeah. Uh, and I guess a little more on his resume. He, um, in 2016, he finished second in GP2 to uh, Pierre Gasly. And in 2015, he finished second in European Formula 3 to Felix Rosenquist, who yeah. now races in uh, Formula E. Uh, and will be the first full-time Italian driver since Yarno Trulli and wow. uh, Vit- hmm. <laughs> uh, Vitantonio Liuzzi? Yes, Liuzzi, yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't know. Uh, I wasn't watching in 2011, but right. uh, yes. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, so not for Not for Ferrari, but, you know. In a Ferrari engine, engine, and he's yeah. racing next to Kimi Raikkonen, which will that's be pretty cool. cool. That I like the look of that team. That's a fun yeah. team. That's like, it's like the the young upstart and the and the the like the protege and the mentor who doesn't give a shit. Like it's like <laughs> the reluctant mentor. You know, like teach me how to be a hunter. Ah, get away, kid. It's kind of like that. That like trope. <laughs> God of War. Yeah, it's basically boy and Kratos. Uh, um. Yeah. I from what little we've been able to glean of Raikkonen's feelings on this, right. it seems like it seems like the pressure is going to be off and he's going to be able to have fun and race. So um, great. So I'm, it, I'm happy for him. He'll have his Fernando Alonso, Alonso years. Um, uh, I don't know. I think Alonso really wanted McLaren to be great. I think Kimmy yeah. knows that Sauber is going to be okay, but he'll have a good time doing it. I think it'll be an interesting dynamic as well, because Giovinazzi has always been this sort of up and coming force for a while like it's always been like when is he going to get his his shot a bit so uh, it'll be interesting to see what the gap is like from number one to number two driver um in that respect yeah. like will he be more hungry like obviously he would be more hungry right or um it'll and it'll be weird to see kimmy not you know in a way it'll be weird it'll be like kimmy says six years ago i guess we'll, we'll see him back in the middle of the pack and getting in scraps with people yeah uh, yeah so they're locked up anyway um, yeah, uh, teams who have not confirmed their drivers. Haas, mm. Force India, Toro Rosso, and Williams. Neither so it, drivers are confirmed on any of those Right. Well, so before all the Force India... Because we haven't talked since all the Force India drama happened as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. So when... Like, did, did anything change there? Were they signed? So... And uh, then it went... Now that it's a new company, it's not anymore? Or... That's probably what's delaying stuff. But Perez said um, that uh, his 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 contract has been locked for a for a while. Okay. Um, and it is likely that he'll be announced for Force India uh, this weekend. Um, also, the rumor, according to BBC and ESPN F1 journalist uh, Jenny Gao on Twitter, is saying that uh, Torosso has signed one. Danny the Torpedo Kafiat. Oh, you're kidding. Yes. And they are expecting an official announcement uh, at the Russian Grand Prix. Instead of Ocon. Yeah, so Ocon's a weird one um, because he's still under contract at Mercedes. Oh, right. Of course. He's part of their uh, program. So no way is Tar also going to be able to touch him. God, um, if, if they if they saw if they announced Danny 
at the the scene of his career ending crash. <laughs> they should have him sign the contract on turn three in Sochi with <laughs> with, 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 a with chunk of Vettel giving him the pen. <laughs> exactly. Wow, that'd be. So, I mean, I kind of, I'm kind of. That would be kind of cool. I did feel bad for him that his career got sort of ended so young. But that, yeah. But I'm also sort of surprised. Like I mean, could, he was in it for a few years. Um, you know who is not, uh, or or is rather an outgoing driver from the Mercedes program. However, it's whom is uh Pascal Verline. Okay, right. So he is also kind of in the picture for Toro Rosso. Okay. Which I think would be really cool. He, uh, I mean, the guy won the DTM championship. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then raced for Manor uh, and just absolutely languished at the back of the field. So right. I, I always felt bad for him. Um, so I would, I would like to see more of, of Verline. So that would be, that would be quite an interesting team, Kofiat and Verline for Toro Rosso. What do we think about Williams then? Like who'd stay on? The- so... Yeah, I Sirotkin's mean, it, got one point. Well, and if you know uh, Stroll goes to Forcinia because his dad owns the team now, right? Um, there's definitely a seat open there. Uh, you know, I don't know if so. Like Williams and Mercedes have like a close partnership, or they have in the past because mm. Total Wolf is like a part owner in Williams, and it's because they're all uh, it's, all of F1 is inbred. Yes, that. For- uh, and he, uh, Dodo is also like a, I think he's like a personal, um, not a manager, but he's like close with Ocon. Okay. Um, but also in the Mercedes program is, uh, the current formula two points leader, George Russell, uh, okay. who's a British driver. So maybe him as well. Hmm. Have Tor- Do you say Toro Rosso? Have they confirmed next year's? No, neither. Okay. So yeah. it could be Kofi at Verline. I feel like Hartley is, is on super thin ice um yeah uh i feel like they're probably waiting like i'm sure it just, you know I, th- I think the way that these contracts work is like you must have this many points right uh by this time to stay on for another year and if that doesn't happen well then you're out so yeah i mean he could I imagine win. He, that's what's going on he here. could win russia and he'd still be behind gasly at this stage his team <laughs> so like uh, yeah he's he's he only got two points to his name at the moment and pierre's got 28 so it's not looking good like to like you know just didn't didn't come together for him i guess is his return yeah. or his his late his late career entry into f1 yeah or at least into the one of the first two seats in f1 um um also in uh other driver stuff alonzo tweeted a weird video with oh uh, yeah him and nascar's jimmy johnson yeah it was weird they were like calling each other on their phones being Isn't, like hey what's up yeah. uh wouldn't it be fun to like if you came over and raced nascar and what do you got going over there across the pond i don't know stay tuned i got deck chairs do you want to sit in one <laughs> and watch yeah. people driving better cars yeah it was weird it reminded me a little bit of those weird commercials he did with jensen button when they were in the cars together those are so great <laughs> please jensen <Those> so <laughs> strange i kind of feel my face Jensen. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll put. I'll, I'll see if I can find those. Put them in the show notes. They are terrific. Um, but it was a little bit of that, like cheeky, weird acting. There's something about yeah. the combination of bad acting and really good cameras 
that like you, you get like <laughs> sports stars <laughs> like it's like this uncanny uh sort of combination um yeah that was uh, weird that was a strange yeah. twitter thing i don't know alonzo nascar sure sure um, like at this stage i feel like he'll do anything yeah like I, I i would i would <laughs> i'd see fernando alonzo anywhere yeah uh i would i would watch at least one race motorbikes um get him on a motorbike <laughs> sure uh speaking of uh other racing um formula ooh, formula i think he was in formula four but he is now in um european formula i'm sorry british formula three billy monger the oh, yes. teenage double amputee billy the um, whiz is that what they call him i always forget yes yes yeah. billy whiz uh returned to the scene of his accident that took place mm. in april 2017 in donnington park uh and got pole position <laughs> twice yeah so That's... this kid is good yeah um he uh didn't s- score that high he finished um as high as third place uh but that's that's super awesome to see you know a little more than a year a uh, year and a half after his accident where he lost his legs as a driver he is now getting pole positions and uh getting podiums so lost his legs and and cool. this is a child like this yeah. is not this is this is a very young he's person. 19 like Oh boy! Like there's mental strength. Like I don't know. I don't know if I'd be able to get back in any car, let alone drive a car that fast again. Let alone do it in the exact same spot. Like, boy, fair play to that kid. Like, like it'll be interesting to see. You know, if he's able to race, if he's, you know, like you learn so much of your craft when you're young. Like if he's able to drive a, an adapted car this well this young in his career like maybe that's like maybe he'll just like you know it's not like he has to unlearn a lot if he's young he can probably he's adapting pretty quick and he'll have years behind him of of doing this stuff you know as he continues into his career and that's that's pretty exciting that like this genuinely might turn around what he's doing like he might he might actually be able to make a career still out of it by you know by virtue of the fact that it happened to him during such a young age and technology has come so far and he's so skillful it's crazy but yeah the, the pictures of him um i saw floating on twitter or something or maybe uh, race fans or something it was was pretty cool yeah so congrats to to you billy Wiz. uh hope to see you racing uh in the future for um, sure <clears throat> and last bit here danny i'm hoping you can help me a little with this Uh-oh. um so is it about changing nappies Sorry, di- diapers. <laughs> diapers. They're called nappies. Nappies, man. Okay. It turns out it turns out all the like English American things that are different. It's all in the baby stuff, like a pram. You guys a call pram. a stroller. Mm-hmm. Uh, nappies, and then like dodies. You call them what? what pacifiers. That? Okay. Yeah. We call them like soothers or or dodies or something like that. Like, and then just like basically anything you say to a child. Like I'm I'm doing like. I'm bouncing around on my knee and doing like f- singing songs that my wife is like, what the fuck is that? Like weird songs. <laughs> She's that, that, like sound weird. You know, like all kids stories sound weird. When you listen to them. You're like, Ugh, yeah, that's messed up. Jack and Jill fell down the hill. It sounds like they really hurt themselves. Um, yeah. It's all that sort of stuff. Anyway, sorry. It's anyway, not a, this it's has not nothing to do with that. Damn it. Um, uh, Formula One, the world's most prestigious motor racing competition, today announces a groundbreaking sponsorship and data rights commercial partnership with 
Interregional Sports Group, ISG, to produce an F1 betting offering and give fans new ways to get closer to the sport they love. Uh Uh-oh. Sports betting, Danny. Live sports betting, probably. Yes, live in-play betting. Um, I, I think I'm assuming here that I don't have uh, as much of a, con- like, a, I can't wrap my head around why this is angering people, which it right. seems to be on Twitter and Reddit and everywhere else that I've looked uh, on my Formula One stuff, because maybe, maybe because I'm American. Like, I don't see a lot of sports betting uh, on the, uh, other things that I watch. I know right. it happens. I know it's like a thing in Vegas. I know there are websites but I just, it seems very transparent to me. So I'm yeah. hoping that you as a European, like I've heard this happened with soccer also recently. Yeah. So uh, th- there's two things here. One is the sort of culture of betting in Europe is definitely very, very different than it is here in the States. Okay. Um, I feel like most of the betting that happens in this country, probably outside of, you know, just normal things like horse racing, which is a betting type sport, is like that sort of like, you know, Uh, prize fight ufc fight stuff like that you know the vegas events and things like that uh betting is pretty ubiquitous across lots of sports in uh in europe and people do it more like the way like there are no casinos there's there's less casino and that type of stuff in in europe so betting is more pervasive i guess um i think it was in the in the late 70s or 80s is when a lot of especially in the uk and ireland that a lot of betting shops appeared, like bookies and stuff, like established bookies, um, in and they generally tended to be in lower income parts of the world, um, you know, or of the city. They tend to appear in the same place that like payday loans shops mm-hmm. is now the big thing, especially in the UK. Like I lived in a bunch of um, low income parts of London when I was there, and all those things popped up. Um, so the bed in play stuff is 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 it's kind of like a new phenomenon it's like the latest version of that so if you watch like football for instance soccer in in the uk it will all the ads will be completely covered in in betting stuff from ladbrooks and like even sky the broadcaster has their own um betfair does all of these different ones and what you get now as well is there's kind of two things that happen one is the bet and play so you'll get commercials at halftime saying like oh my god if you know if everton swing back and win this game uh, they score two goals and you'll get this rate um, and then the other thing is there are these new sort of apps and services that allow you to bet not against the house, but bet against other people, like your bet against their bet. So mm. obviously betting and gambling and all of this sort of stuff, everyone loses in the end. Like the house always wins. That's the way it goes. Yeah. It's part of the play. People like to kid themselves. Some people make money out of it. But at the end of the day, it is a negative. It's a, like it's a dirty thing. And like I don't like I don't like seeing betting ads on football. It's it's gross and awful, and it reminds well, me of in the way all... that you're describing it being constantly upsold to you. Yes, is is above and beyond what normal advertising would be. Like there's there's yeah. the whole there's the thing about there are betting ads, and then there's the the continual upsell, which is uh, uh, another level. Yeah, you're like you're literally watching an ad, which I don't know how they develop them, but like the race is on the ad like this got spat out of a computer or is being live rendered in this moment they'll say like this is the current rate on this on this bet um so i'm not sure how you surface that in a in a in a sport which is largely commercial free or at least break free like that 
But it's just like, I don't know if people on Reddit or, or anywhere have specific complaints about this or about the specific companies who are doing them. But as somebody who has lived in that ecosystem, like I used to work, like I worked at a dog track. Like I worked at a, at a Greyhound track and sometimes I'd be working on the tables upstairs where the rich people were uh, with, a, with a live machine. And then sometimes I'd be in the pit, which is the bottom where all the working class people were. And like gambling is fucking awful. Like I like gambling's bad. Th- that sort of like betting is it's the worst. Like people were people bet their kids' like dinner the next day. And that's what bookies are all about. And that's also unfortunately a large amount of the people who do it on sports betting, especially the bet and play stuff, because it's it's basically like, oh, this it's an offer. It's like fear of missing out. Like the, the whole thing. It's all FOMO. Sure. So if you're away from the bet, if you're at home, usually, if you're not at the bookies, then you can't, you're not, you know, you're not there. Like you, you call up the bookies, but no one does that anymore. But like, it's a basically a new way of like making it so that people are completely bombarded. The, the weakest, pe- weakest people in our society are bombarded with the fact that they can bet at any moment in time. So that's the reason I would be against. I'm not sure if that's what people on the internet are saying, but I, the idea of them bringing this shit into F1 is just like, it's gross and awful and it doesn't benefit anyone. Maybe it's because it's a wealthier sport. Maybe the it's more middle class people watch it and it's not so bad but it's it's like i i don't want any of this stuff to do with f1 it's just gross uh i agree um hopefully (laughs) i mean i don't really have any um uh, reason to hope that this will happen but hopefully it's not Mm. as egregious uh you know in in your face as as you're describing but who knows we'll see hmm um, all right, that's all I got for news. Let's uh, let's take it to the track walk for next this weekend. Danny, next this in weekend, Sochi Autodrome. We're in Sochi again. We're in Sochi for the fifth time. It was 2014 yeah. is when we had it first. So it's 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. I'm correct. The fifth nice. time. Uh, this, of course, is the uh, Sochi Autodrome built in the same place that they had the Olympics. Um, which is somewhere up in the beautiful, up near the coast. It's warm apparently there up in Russia. Cost like two hundred million to build the thing. Um, it's a an interesting course. It's the fourth longest, I believe, uh, five point six. I want to say just shy of that uh, kilometers in length. It's uh, clockwise. It's got a uh, twelve right-handers and six left-handers. Two DRS straights. Um, I call them straights. Neither of them were actually straight. <laughs> we'll get that to that in a second. <laughs> Uh, it's an interesting track because it's obviously a circuit, but it has elements of it that are very street coursey. Um, mm-hmm. It has a lot of high walls directly on the side of the track. There are runoffs. In fact, it has one area that's got an incredibly large runoff. Um, and it's a, uh, it's it's it, I don't know. It's it's not the most interesting course. It, uh, there's no really way of buttering it up. There's there's sort of two main air, um, overtaking areas which are at the end of either straight. Uh, and then it's kind of like a lot of arena style turns like you know double apex turns and 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 right lefters and and stuff like that and like short little bursts of speed before a 90 degree 90 degree turn Uh, not unlike a lot of um a lot of street circuits actually not unlike a lot of baku actually part of reminds me there it does Uh, have one like uh horseshoe shaped turn which i think goes around the olympic park Oh, I forgot about that. You're um, right. Yeah, or like the that big old circle with a bunch of flags and stuff. It's super long, uh, and it is that sort of like uh, they actually list it as two turns. It's like got a, a little kink at the front and then goes for like a basic. It's basically like a semicircle. 
um, before hitting another 90 degree turn. Yeah, it's bizarre. Uh, and that it's... I think is the site, <laughs> the site of uh, of Kafiat's double hit on Sebastian Vettel. Yeah, that's where they they came to blows, as it were. Um, yeah, there's a lot of sort of fake turns. In fact, I remember uh, in previous years looking up this circuit and finding, th- I think three or four different um, numbers of corners that are on this. It's officially listed as 18 but I've seen ones listed as 17, 19, and 20, just because of all the weird double apexes they have. I mean, the first turn is taken flat out. It's on the, the main street. It's not really a turn. It's just kind of uh, like a, a I don't know, 20 degree dent. Yeah, it's it's kind of bizarre. Um, and then, yeah, once once they get down to the bottom then to turn two, that turns into that crazy horseshoe, like a semicircle taking a chunk, like a like somebody's taking a bite out of the side of the, uh, of the circuit. <laughs> yeah, it, it does look like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then it's kind of a little bit higgledy-piggledy. There's a couple of corners, right, left-handers. It's all quite boring. The next sort of section is the, the lead-up to, to turn um, 14, which is, or turn 13, rather, which is the um, the the one after the DRS straight. Again, it's not a straight. It's actually a, a sort of a, a left, a right-handy long turn, um, but it's got a DRS zone on there. And, and the braking zone into turn 13 is really interesting because it, the, the, the track kind of cambers down on the opposite side a little bit, so you kind of have to throw yourself into the corner. Um, it's a pretty flash circuit. There's not much in the way of to- to- topographical change. Uh, grip here is usually really high. Um, the the weather here is usually on the, the hot side as well. Um, I'm not sure if we've... I feel like we've had rain once. I feel like there was a rain race and it was really interesting. Um, I can't remember exactly. Um but there's been the, uh, there's been incidents here. You mentioned the Vettel and Kvyat incident. Uh, this is also where remember Kimi and Botas had a crash on the final yeah. lap here. Yeah, that was fun. Um, in fact, last year was the remember this. <laughs> I watched I rewatched the um, last year's race. This was one of my favorite Kimi K- team radios. Was was when they said uh, Botas is in in uh, in front of you, and he's like, "How is how is Botas in front of me? What happened? Botas, I thought we what, what happened to the strategy?" And they were like, "Botas was leading the race." And he was like, oh, sorry, I got my Mercedes mixed up. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was absolutely amazing. I loved it. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's uh, it, it it's not exactly a classic. I, 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 there's been a couple of interesting... I think the if memory serves me, the first couple of races were interesting enough. Um, but we've had a couple of more pedestrian ones. Um, like the tires don't really play a factor here. So it's more of a of, of, of the driver... I guess incident or driver work, um, and the sort of restrict for a track with eighteen turns to have two main places where most of the overtakes happen. Um, it doesn't doesn't set you up for a great race, but you know you never know. This is F one. Sometimes the the good tracks give you boring races, and sometimes the the boring ones give you good races. That's true. Uh, well, speaking of tires, we've got hypersoft, ultrasoft, and soft tires for this race. Um, tire stress on this track, Pirelli has rated it a two out of five. Mm. Uh, lateral forces are a three, downforce is a four, mm. uh, grip is a three, and abrasion is a two. You're right. Uh, I think because it's it's mostly a parking lot. Yeah, new new circuit um, too. I'm sure that makes a big difference. I think th- actually, did they resurface it last year? I remember there was something last year. Uh, you could be right. S- somewhere got resurfaced last year. Uh, for some reason, I think it's here, but maybe not. Uh, yeah, um, temperatures for the race weekend look, uh, pretty nice, actually. 24, 25 Celsius or, mm. uh, you know, uh, mid to high 70s in Fahrenheit. Um, low, let's see, precipitation. Yeah, low chance of precipitation on qualifying and race day. Humidity, though, in the high 60s, which is gross. Mm. <laughs> um, Dude, try living in Maryland. <laughs> 
<laughs> Boy. Swamp yeah, thing. and uh, only a little bit of wind. But, uh, yeah, they are right near the Black Sea, so who knows what uh, what kind of weather can come off of that thing. Um, but, yeah, it looks to be, looks to be just balmy. Hmm. Uh, it's also going to be balmy for Lewis Hamilton because he is 40 points ahead of Sebastian Vettel in the driver's standings yeah. with 281 points. Vettel's got 241. Raikkonen has 174. Botas with 171. Right. They're actually quite close to each other there. They are. Mm. Uh, Verstappen is in fifth with 148, followed by Danny Rick with 126. Hulkenberg's got 53. Alonso has 50. Magnussen has 49. Perez has 46. Yeah. He's in 10th place. Uh, Ocon with 45. Yep. <laughs> uh, Sainz has 38. Gasly's got 28. Grosjean's got 27. Uh, Leclerc in 15th place with 15. Uh, Van Dorn's got eight. Stroll has six. He's tied with Marcus Erickson. Hartley's got two. And Sorotkin has one championship point. Who knows? Uh, His home race. He might score some points. That's true um espn's f1 twitter account <laughs> tweeted something it says look away now ferrari fans we've calculated what the 2018 f1 championship might look like without Fettel's errors oh wow so, currently uh lewis has 281 points and uh Fettel has 241 without those errors lewis would have 247 and Vettel would have 320 right so thanks for rubbing that in espn uh, mercedes is on top of the constructor standings with 452 points ferrari's got 415 red bull has 274 renault's in fourth place with 91 gene haas and team have 76 points mclaren has 58 force india racing point force india has yes. 32 scuderia toro rosso with 30, Sauber's got 21, and Williams has a whopping seven. Yeah, that's uh, that's got a sting. That seven is not too great. That's all at all. You got to be McLaren. Got to be happy with that, though. To be to be sitting in sixth, sitting pretty there after the past uh, couple of years they've had. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in the Shift F1 Fantasy League which um. you can join with the uh, invite code 0B62FE. <laughs> uh, number one, Speedy McCready's still Ooh. on top, followed by Bobby Gondo Racing, Blue Doe's Elite, Bois Party, Bois. David Coulthard's Chin, Made in Haas, Scuderio Mateo, Go F1 Yourself, Orange <laughs> B-King F1, Trendsetters, and Funky Bunch. Funk bunch. Funk bunch. I am down in 108th place. <laughs> oh, I am down in DNF, I think. <laughs> You're on dad. Yeah, dad, dad not finishing. Dad not finishing now. She's watched a lot of F1 races though, so. I need hey, to get her I need to get her like a jersey. I got her like a pigskin <laughs> onesie thing for watching Sunday night football or Monday night football, so I she looks like a football. Um, <laughs> I should get her like a front wing or something. <laughs> Um, let's take it to the emails. You can email us at um, f1.cool slash emails. Ooh. Uh, this first one comes in from <laughs> Travis. <laughs> I didn't get fixed while I was away then. Good. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were on You were on Patreon leave. Uh, Travis Patreon, asks, yeah. 
or says, uh, hello, long-time listener, first time emailing into the hello. podcast. I just have a quick question. I live in the UK and watch F1 on Sky over here, but I'm heading to the US, San Francisco, on holiday mm. in November. The holiday happens to fall over the Brazilian GP, and I'll get back for the Yas Marina Grand Prix. Oh. Uh, with the way that the season's shaping up, I don't want to miss a race right at the end. Is there any broadcasting channel over in the States where I will be able to watch the coverage for free? Or is it a subscription-only service? I have F1 TV, but unfortunately here in the UK, you can't stream the races due to Sky's contract. That sucks. Uh, thanks for any info on this. Uh, so first of all, F1 TV, if you Ooh. can't stream them, you does, does that mean I think when I you signed don't get up, it- live, but you can do race replays you might be able to do that with a vpn i i know that you can't i i'm 99 sure that when you sign up it asks you what region you're signing up for for i remember yeah and you putting, have to put in like a a, a credit card right. of that country right? so i think so, I, I don't if, think it'll change if you go abroad i think it'll still give you your uk right stuff. that was that was the case for me when i was traveling um right. but i could use uh a vpn and still access my American account. You, right? Could you do it live though? I didn't try it live, but right. what I'm I'm saying for 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 Travis is that he might be able to do if he does, if he can't catch it live, he can still do the race replay. Yeah. Like, after the fact, which would be such um, a shame. I don't because, know the time delay on that though. Yeah, it's such a shame because Brazil actually really works out here in the states because it's like almost That's the same true. time zone. So it, yeah, it's really handy. So um. ESPN is what shows the right. F1 races, and actually, I can look up. You say he's in San um, Francisco. Yeah, he should go and hang out with the F1 club that down there. There's that San Francisco F1 club that were so kind and invited me to so many races, and I just never went to one. I, I regret it to this day. Um, and they watch yeah. it. They watch uh, somewhere in Soma, somewhere south of Market, so like pretty central I think in San another Francisco. One. In like where? the center, I think there's another one that does it. Um, some pub um, in the center of the city. Oh, really? Yeah. So let me see. Oh, this doesn't tell me what channel it's on. Um, but yeah, ESPN is a pretty um, y- ubiquitous channel. It doesn't. It shows up on a lot of uh, lower tier stuff. So if you wanted to go to, um. A pub or something or if you have if you're staying with somebody you know or even if you if you're staying in like an airbnb or a hotel they probably have espn uh the brazilian grand prix looks like it airs on espn 2 right which is not as ubiquitous but probably will be there you could you could call ahead to see if your hotel gets it or your your okay. airbnb um but yeah I've- that's not it's not as it's not as like um Locked behind a paywall as Sky's right. stuff is. Uh, I found the group. I'm not sure if it's the same group, but I did find a meetup group which is active, um, which shows the F1 races um, right around the corner, just off the Panhandle, actually. Um, yeah, that's the one I was thinking. Yeah, Stanyan on Stanyan Street, so just at the edge of Golden Gate Park. So that's in the Haight Ashbury part of um, San Francisco. So if I mean, if you're a tourist in San Francisco, just go to Haight Ashbury and you're like a block away from this place. That would be. That'd be cool. That'd be yeah. You can make a day of that. That's a yeah. cool part of the city. Uh, what's the F one club called? Oh, I just found it on Meetup. It was just called San Francisco F one Club. Okay, um, I'll link it in the show. The notes. San Francisco F one, the San Francisco Formula One Meetup Group. Um, I mean, I I I think even in America, uh, not every city is going to be like this, but um, you know, there are F one fans all over the world. I was able to watch the race live 
in uh, um, in Kiev. Right. I went, I went to an Irish pub Perfect. to watch it. And when I walked in, uh, the lady said, uh, Look, to the left, you have uh, the football. And to the right, you have the formula. Oh, my God. The formula. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. She has a very Irish accent as well. It's good to know. It's <laughs> my people's. <laughs> uh, yeah. So hope that helps. Yeah. Have fun. Have fun. That sounds like a blast. Yeah. I, can I tell you actually? I'm actually going. I have. I'm planning a shoot, a weird shoot for no clip for my my day job, um, around a bunch of different cities. It's for for next month, um, but I'm going to be using Austin as my home base. And I did Ooh. not realize. I was like, oh shit! I wonder when if I'll be away for one of the the podcasts with Drew. So I better check. And I'm literally in Austin the week of the Grand Prix. <laughs> so like, I, I totally accidental. And I don't think I'm going to be filming on the weekend, so I'm not going to. I don't think I'm not, not going to go to a race or anything. Um, not going to. Should just it. get some some general admission tickets. They're probably uh, maybe much yeah. cheaper, right? What I think I might. I think I might see if we can do if I can do another meetup while I'm in town. If there's any Shift F1 folks that are that are in town, um, so l- leave that with me. I'll figure that out. We have another. We'll we'll have an F1. We'll have another podcast b- before then, right? That's like three weeks away. Uh yeah yeah yeah. Um, so yeah, let me let me figure that out. But yeah, I'm literally living in Austin for two weeks, and it just so happened that the weekend in the middle was the fucking Grand Prix was on. So uh, <laughs> who knows? We might go to that pub we went to uh, two years ago again. Yeah, that place was cool. I don't remember the name of it, but yeah, yeah, they hated us because a um, hundred people turned up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry, we are helping you sell your drinks. All right, yeah, good point. Uh, and uh, finally, here. Yeah, <clears throat> final email here from Andrew. Uh, he just says, Drew, so I don't know, were you here, Danny, when we learned the unfortunate news that uh, Camping World Truck is changing its name <laughs> yes. next year? Sadly, I was there for the traumatic yeah. reveal. Yeah. Um, for To Gandor, Gandor, Gander Outdoors, Gandalf, <laughs> Gandalf Outdoors Truck Series. Uh, Andrew says, Drew, I'd like you to know that one of the possible abbreviations for the new NASCAR Gandor, Gander Outdoor <laughs> Truck Series is... Go trucks. <laughs> G-O trucks. I feel I feel five percent better. That's, <laughs> I would be also okay that if you like if you were like you shall not pass, if you rolled into the Gandalf, like whenever you did like a Gandalf voice every time we talked to the Camping World truck from now on. Well, uh, apparently I can't uh, say that word without drifting into Gandalf, so yeah. maybe that'll be it. We already be. have uh, the Aragorn Grand Prix. <laughs> exactly. Uh, speaking of racing around the world. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've, oh, God. Can I still do it? I've yes. got performance anxiety. Do it. Do it. Race around the world. Oh, it's been so long. <laughs> I feel recharged. Uh, Formula 2 will be supporting Formula 1 in the Sochi International Street Circuit in the Olympic Park, Sochi, Russia. Uh, The World Superbike Championship will be at Circuit Magnicour in France. Beautiful Magnicour. Used to be F1 there as well. Um, And Danny. Yeah? Danny. Oh, my God. That's right. Old friend. How you been? Oh, I'm doing it just great because we are racing at the Charlotte Motor Speedway Road Course. Where's that? Uh, it's it's uh, it's in Charlotte. 
Cheryl. North Carolina. Mm. Are they still doing that? After, I hope hope they're not too waterlogged. I don't know where, how badly hit Charlotte got, right? Yeah, hopefully it had a a good drainage. Yeah. Uh, But we're racing for the Bank of America Roval 400. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is that oval with like... Because it's the road course. Road oval. Roval. It's a a roval. It's a... Of course, it's a... I'm just learning of this now. (laughs) Roval. Yep. Why would it be a road Uh, course if it's an oval? I don't know. Maybe it's half on an oval? It's like like Sochi. They made a circuit, but they made it a street course for some reason. (laughs) In Russia, we call it roval. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Russia... And speaking of races that are definitely not friendly to the American time zone. Whoa, whoa. Uh, at least talking the West about, Coast one. You're talking about Russian people here? What's what's going on? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> this is at least in Pacific time. First practice, um, Friday, September 28th at 1 a.m. Second practice, same day, 5 a.m. Great. Third practice, Saturday at 2 a.m. Pacific time, qualifying at 5 a.m. And the race, Danny... The Russian Grand Prix, Sunday, September 30th at 4.10 a.m. <laughs> I was about to say that's dad time, but that's, no, that's like, 4.10 might be the worst time for anything to be on. <laughs> it, yes. Like, 3 a.m. is like you can imagine having an all-nighter and getting there. 4 is just too late. 4.10 is a, that's abusive. Like, and also getting up at 4.10 like, I can get up at 5. I can imagine that. Or 6, maybe. You know, that's that's okay. 5, yeah, sure, the sunrise. 4.10. That might be, <laughs> it might be the worst time. Yeah, that's awful. It's terrible. Uh, but fine for you, because you're on East Coast time, so that'd be a nice 7.10 a.m. Oh, great. I'll coffee. be up for two hours already, thanks to my daughter. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, also want to do a shout-out, uh, Eric DeJong on Twitter, for linking us to the um, uh, inaugural Moto E Oh. World Cup calendar confirmed, uh, at least the first five races in 2019. Uh, Formula E is bonkers, so why not make it even more bonkers with motorcycles? I did not we know are, this is a thing. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll be able to see it next year on May 5th for the inaugural inaugural race at Jerez. Jerez. Uh, followed by Le Mans, the Saxon Ring, Austria, and Misano. Oh, Okay. Good mix. That's interesting. Moto E. Moto That's got to be terrifying. E. Do they make like no noise at all? There's like the... <laughs> I the guess, car- yeah. They look like normal motorcycles. Though. Yeah. Because the bikes aren't that loud. Bikes are pretty loud here at the circuits, especially if there's a bunch of them going past. But it's not like... I guess I've never been inside a Formula E car, so I don't know how loud they are. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Moto E. Um, all right. We're one step closer like- to Tron. <laughs> Almost. Like- yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's totally. It's right there. Yeah. Light cycles. The light cycles. Just extend the wheelbase and, make... and then lay down while you're racing them. <laughs> and then uh, just have a weird wall of light just permeate behind you. <laughs> yeah. Forever. You could do that in post. Yeah. Uh, just like the the yellow line in football. Just... Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can follow at Shift F1 Podcast for show updates and any fun F1 stuff we run across. I'm trying to be uh, be good about you know, tweeting the uh, driver announcements, that kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, any big news. I try not to be too spoilery on there. Yeah. Um, but I, I do try to keep keep up with the, with the news. 
I like it. It's helped um, me a lot over the past couple of months. Good. Uh, I'm at Drew Scanlon. I'm at Danny O'Dwyer. At Danny O'Dwyer. Yeah. Um, and you can always find our show notes on f1.cool uh, or your podcast app in the in the more info pane, I guess. Um, until next time, I'm Drew Scanlon. He's Danny O'Dwyer. If you'd like to support us, we are both on Patreon. Danny at patreon.com slash noclip. Me at patreon.com slash clothmap. Uh, anything else from you, Danny? No, not really. Have you... Uh, we never got to play... Talk about it, actually. Um... Maybe we shouldn't because of the ads. I don't know. The, the F1 game. Have you, have <laughs> have you already had talked about it? I mean, have, Rob, you, Rob wrote a review. Oh, of it. yes, of course, of course. Uh, have Great you, review. Are you, you, you playing it much? Uh, not a lot, although I, I have downloaded and tried it. Um, and I like the career mode so far. Uh, it is it is unabashedly um, technical. Like, there is a lot right. of... Uh, like, they actually make a practice session useful. Like, here, drive through these yes. gates and learn the learn the course uh, I, I find it really helpful because totally. i'm not i'm not gifted with you know the uh <laughs> the the second nature you know knowing how to take a turn that kind of stuff so right i'm, I'm liking it so far i haven't really stuck with it um it's been kind of busy around here so uh not a lot of time for video games but mm. uh yeah what do you think yeah I, I enjoyed it a lot i i i got scared away from multiplayer because i did so bad in a race and somebody recognized my gamer tag because it was danny o'dwyer and i was like and i was so bad that i was like embarrassed that i was like <laughs> on a podcast about this and then so i've like hardly i i've not done much of that since but i've been it actually ended up being the perfect game for i'm really tired but i mind have to mind this baby because it's like it's just active enough that you're not like falling asleep it's not like watching television or anything but it's like also kind of like brainless enough like you go on autopilot right Mm -hmm. like going through you're just hitting the apexes and managing everything so i ended up playing lots of it actually and like big long races and stuff um over the break uh yeah and i really enjoyed it i'm always flabbergasted by how well they managed to make the analog steering of a control make any sense on a gamepad it's just insane to me like i i I love playing those games with the wheel but it actually because i was in the in the living room right so i was just using a, a, a ps4 pad and yeah i really enjoyed it i'm enjoying it a lot yeah i mean codemasters does good work yeah thank god you could there were a lot of years there where there were f1 games that were not wonderful so um yeah we're, we're, we're spoiled at the moment i think yeah agreed hopefully we will be spoiled you know what i was hmm what? I was going to say, hopefully we're going to be spoiled with a great race this weekend, but I didn't want to jinx it. Although Rob tried to like reverse jinx us by saying the <laughs> uh, Singapore Grand Prix uh, is going to be boring. So right. uh, he was totally right. So uh, yeah, there's, turns there's out he's, no just too, he's just too smart for his own good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we will be back next week for the post Sochi pre Japan show. Uh, and until then, everyone, have a good race weekend. We will see you all next week. Meow.